Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. Hello, good morning and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this morning's edition, we're going to be dissecting Mikel Arteta's press conference ahead of the game against West Ham. Lots came out of it. Injury updates, contract news um, has broken from various other sources. And we also now know that the club are desperately trying to sign Pablo Marie and Cedric Suarez. Joining me this morning to share his thoughts on those topics is my colleague from the same old Arsenal podcast. It's none other than Mr. Dan Potts. How you doing, Dan? Morning. Yeah, good morning, mate. Good morning, Harry. Pleasure to be on. I haven't been on here for a while, man. So it's good to speak to you always on same old Arsenal, but good to come on to the Chronicles again, man. It has been a while. You're right, mate. And like I said on, on same old Arsenal the other day, my my work routine is is very different now. And it's meaning that most of these podcasts are recorded in the morning, which makes it difficult to get guests on because... People need their beauty sleep. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting back on track. And um, the last couple of weeks have been great for the show since football's returned. Um, we're on the up again, and I'm really, really pleased. Um, let's start talking, first of all, about the, the reports that are broken that David Lewis has signed a one-year contract extension with the club. Now, we know that in order for the club to keep him, that an agreement would have had to have been found by yesterday. That was the cut-off point for him to stay for the remainder of this season. Um, but it looks like he's going to stay beyond this season and he's actually going to get another full season at the Emirates Stadium. Um, I am not... It's not something that that I'm ecstatic about, I've got to be honest, but equally, it's something that I'm not 100% dead against. And that's only because I do wonder whether we'll be able to go out and get somebody else in the summer. So I'm kind of on the fence about it at the moment. I kind of maybe leaning slightly towards the, it was a bad idea rather than the other side, but I'm not extreme at either end. What's your take on it, Dan, first of all? Are you pleased uh, to hear what we've heard, or do you think that it's a bad move on Arsenal's part? No, I think it's a terrible move, if I'm honest with you, Harry. But one thing I will say is that it does not shock me. Uh, Mikel Arteta had come out and made it quite clear, in my opinion, after the Man City game, that he wanted to keep uh, David Lewis. Whatever happened, whatever he see on the pitch, and whatever was to happen in the future, he'd already made his mind up. The only good thing I suppose we can take from it is that it must mean that the other two will be leaving in the summer. Uh, and when I mean, who I mean by that are Mustafi and Socrates. I think that them two will probably be going and we must, must now assume that that's the main reason that we've kept hold of David Lewis. Now, I think personally that he is possibly the best of a bad bunch that we've got because when he's not clowning around making those mistakes, I don't think he's actually a terrible footballer, David Lewis. But I've seen too many mistakes, and I have to be consistent in what I say and be realistic that people that make the same mistakes season after season, I have slaughtered for it, like Granite Chaka, Mustafi, and the list goes on. So he is in that bracket for me. And I was disappointed to hear Arteta say those comments, I was, di uh, but it didn't shock me to see that he signed this contract. Um, I believe it is only a one-year deal, so we'll only have one year left, which will be 33 or 34 years old. And I imagine he'll either go back to Benfica or leave Arsenal on a free transfer after that. But for me, it's not what I wanted to see 
at the future of Arsenal Football Club personally. Yeah, I, t- I totally get that, mate. And we've been talking about, um, you know, when we started this podcast, it was uh, it was not officially confirmed. Well, it has been now. Um, we're going to share just the, for those of you watching us on YouTube, for those of you uh, watching or listening, sorry, on the audio, we'll be running through it as well. But uh, an article has just appeared on the club's website, which uh, you guys should be able to see on your screens now. Four players extend their stay at the club. We're delighted to confirm that defenders David Lewis, Pablo Marie and Cedric Suarez have agreed contracts to stay with us beyond the end of the season. In addition, Danny Ceballos has extended his loan from Real Madrid until the end of the current season. Uh, David Lewis has agreed a new one-year deal. Pablo will complete his formal move from Flamengo on a long-term deal when the transfer opens next month. And Cedric will also join us permanently on a long-term deal from Southampton. Now, what we heard yesterday was pretty accurate then. So it's a, it's a four-year deal for Pablo Marie, a four-year deal for Cedric Suarez, um, and a one-year deal for uh, David Lewis. Now, it's, it's such a difficult one, isn't it? I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it probably indicates that some of the other centre-backs are going to move on. And if you look at it at face value and you you take away, you know, the, the, the possibility of, of bringing someone in from the outside, let's not forget that Arsenal spent 27-odd million quid on uh, William Saliba, who will also be joining the squad next season. So I think if Mikel Arteta sat there and he's gone... I need to make a decision on who I'm going to keep out of Socrates, Mustafi, uh, Lewis, uh, then, and he's come to the decision of Lewis, then I don't think it's as outrageous of a call as some people make it out to be. You know, I think he did make a, a terrible couple of mistakes at Manchester City and he's made a couple of mistakes in other games as well. I think it's probably four or five games this season where he's really, really cost us. But still, over the course of the season, and, and especially since Mikel Arteta has taken over, I think overall, he's probably been one of the best centre-halves. Would you agree with that? It's not saying much, but in terms of what we have. No, listen, I think he's the best of a bad bunch. I haven't seen enough of Pablo Mari, have we? You know, we saw him against West Ham and Portsmouth, and yeah, he kept two clean sheets. We saw him for 20 minutes, and he looked fairly commanding uh, for Man City. But that, that you can't say that after those two and a half performances that he's been better than David Luiz. He's looking, for me, more commanding. It's great to have a left-sided uh, centre-half. And I think that, you know, if he's going to keep Mari and Luiz, then I think we obviously need more defenders, but that's another story. Um, but if we are going to keep those two and get rid of the other two, then I would be okay with that. I, I, some of these defenders need clearing out, Harry, without a doubt. But David Luiz, for me, I would rather see him stay and Mustafi and Socrates go, I think, than the other way around. We can't get rid of them all, can we? You know, I know we want to, that's but we it. can't get rid of them all in one seat, one window. We've got to keep hold of some of them, unfortunately. So it's probably the right way around to do it, to be fair. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. We'd all want to see them all gone in an ideal world and 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 swap them over for somebody far more competent. But the reality is that, given as well, and and I'm not making excuses for Arsenal Football Club because I've been quite vocal in previous summers about that you know the lack of ambition and and we always seem to we feel as though we're doing something in the transfer market and then before you know it we've gone and sold someone and it's basically recuperated all the money we laid out in the first place. You know that was very much the case. Um, last summer, you know, we looked at it. Oh, Pepe's come in, and and Sabios has come in, and you know, and, and we were like, yeah, this is a decent window. But then you go and sell Iwobi for thirty-five million, which ultimately covers the initial outlay that the club have made. So the club aren't going to change. They are the way they are at this moment in time. And 
we can't expect the world at the minute. I think that the the COVID-19 situation has kind of made it even more difficult and it's given Arsenal something to hide behind as well. Um, You know, if they decide not to be as active in the transfer market, they're obviously going to point to that. On the other hand, I think when you look at what Jurgen Klopp's been saying about Liverpool and the noises that have been coming out of there, where he said, I can't ask my players to take wage deferrals or pay cuts and then go and spend 50, 60 million on a player. And I believe that that's why Liverpool missed out on Timo Werner. I don't think that Liverpool couldn't afford him. I think if they really wanted to, they could have. But it's about, you got to, when you've done something as bold as ask your players to take pay cuts or, or wage deferrals, you've then got to be respectful of that in the way you go about your business leading on from that. So I think that's a factor as well. Um, Cedric Suarez is an interesting one because... I think we, we clearly need another right back at the club. It, it, it's, you know, Bellerin's not around. It means it's Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and we know he's not a right back. This one, I'm not, com- well, I'm not against it at all, actually. I think he's he's proven that he's a a good pro. He's he's played uh, in some really big games for Portugal over the years, um, won the European Championships with them. I found it strange that he was out of the sort of picture at Southampton, but and I know we haven't seen anything of him in an Arsenal shirt yet, but what's your general feeling about this one? Are you happy with it still? I wouldn't say I'm ecstatic again, Harry, but what I will say is that I understand it. He's 28, he's coming up to 29, he's a Portugal international, like you say, he's played, he's playing every game for Portugal at right back, he's proven in the Premier League, he understands the Premier League, and to be fair, he was actually quite a good fullback at Southampton, in my opinion, from what I see now, I don't watch Southampton week in, week out, I only watch football highlights, I watch match of the day, but in a way, that's actually better for someone to come across well in those small amount that you watch Southampton. I thought, you know what, this fullback's doing this quite often now. He's getting forward. It looks like he can get back and defend. And we need cover for Bellerin. And you know what? Who's to say the way he's playing at the moment that Cedric Suarez may even become the right back that Arteta looks at for the next few seasons and says, you know what, at 28, he's got three seasons in him. I'm going to give him a go there. I think that the one good thing about all of this, and I know we're going to break it down individually, Arteta has come out and said that he wants these players and the board look to have backed him. So that must be a positive for the coming forward for the transfer window. If he says he wants David Luiz, the fans might not, but Arteta does. So the board have backed it. Cedric Suarez, we've seen Pablo Marie and obviously the loan extension of Danny Spios. He clearly wants those four players. Um, and the board have said, OK, we're going to allow you to sort these deals out so that we get it done. That to me, I'm hoping, I'm trying to take some positives from this. I'm hoping that is a positive going forward into this hopefully few weeks. There'll be another transfer window open so that those deals can be completed. Saliba can then play from then on. And we look to then say, right, what else do you need? The board can say, what do you need, Arteta? What else? And I know it's going to be hard financially, but let's just hope that is a good omen that they're going to be sticking by Arteta and saying, do you know what? You wanted these four? Let's give you these four. What else do you need? That's what I'm praying on to, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to a degree, we've just got to trust him, haven't we? I mean, we yeah. can't say we're giving a manager a chance and not, and then not, and then angrily disagree with everything he does. You know, so we've got to give him a chance. We've got to give him time to get it right. We've got to trust in his ability to get it right. I think... I've said it at the beginning, I think that, um, you know, I've always looked at Mikel Arteta prior to him coming to the job and thought, "Mm, not sure about this, this is inexperienced. I think this job's too too tough at the moment in the sense that Arsenal had fallen so far behind under the previous couple of managers that actually maybe it was going to be too much of a tall order for someone learning on the job. 
But uh, as I've always said, he he's really impressed me by the way he speaks, the way he come into the job, you know, and he sort of he gave a good impression from the off. Now, the the two results after the lockdown, they're disappointing. Of course they are. And, and actually more so the way we lost the games rather than the actual results themselves. But I think you've got to realise where Arsenal are. Arsenal are a mid-table side at the moment. And so going to lose at Manchester City was expected. Going to lose at Brighton is not absolutely out of the realms of possibility. You know, Leicester City are flying this season and, and Brighton went and got a draw there yesterday. So you co- you've got a... You've got to be realistic in your expectations. And sometimes we have to take that hat off and say, yes, we're Arsenal and we expect this standard. But are we there at the moment? And the answer is no. Um, I think you're absolutely right. They have shown that they're going to back Mikel Arteta. And, you know, for all we know, conversations could have gone on in the background where, you know, discussions have been held. And it's they've come to the conclusion that actually we don't have the money this summer to go and get those players. These particular deals are easier to get done because we already have the players here. The clubs obviously that are going to be selling them obviously are happy to let them go because they've allowed them to go out on loan. Therefore, these deals are easier for us to get done and we can get these players in and we can do something else in the summer. So I don't know. Look, it, it, there's so much to this and I'm sure these conversations would have been going on throughout the lockdown period. This is not something that just happened yesterday. You know, David Lewis... Um, was always going to stay, in my opinion. Mikel Arteta said it after Manchester City, didn't he? My mind hasn't been changed by one performance, mm. and nor should it be. It shouldn't be. As a manager, you've got to be stronger than that, and you've got to sometimes trust what you're doing, trust your instinct, and block out the noise that's coming from everybody else. And I think he's done that. So I, I do think this is one of those decisions where when if it goes wrong for Mikel Arteta eventually, we will look back at this and say it was a bit of a crossroad. And maybe had he done this differently, then things could have been different. But uh, until he makes those mistakes, until you know we, we decide maybe further down the line that he's not the right man, then you can't keep crucifying him for every individual decision. Um, Pablo Marie, what I know we haven't seen much of him, but what have you made of him so far? Looks pretty comfortable on the ball. I've got a bit of a concern about maybe a lack of pace. What's your take on that? Yeah, he looks slower than Per Mertesack. And to be fair, uh, <laughs> his positioning gets him out of trouble a lot. He does look very commanding. He does look comfortable on the ball. As I said before, I like the fact that he's left-footed and we have a left-sided uh, defender. That's something that Mikel Arteta had identified as an issue at Arsenal. All of our centre-backs were right-footed. So he's managed to come in and, and sort straight away settle that kind of debate, so to speak. I think with Pablo Marie, what I have seen is the games that he's played, which have been extremely limited. He's been one of the players that has impressed me on the pitch. So that is a good thing. Three times now in the three games that he's played, I thought that Antonio gave him a torrid time against West Ham, but kept a clean sheet, uh, albeit Portsmouth. Listen, poor opposition. Yeah, poor opposition. But it was a cup game. Anything could have gone wrong. Kept a clean sheet. And of course, you know, we haven't conceded a goal with him on the pitch yet. I know it's a stupid thing to say because he's only played two and a half games. But when he has played, Harry, he's looked good. This signing for me, I don't think is a bad one at all because he was identified by Edu and Arteta. So we believe, I'm led to believe, as a player they wanted. So like I said with David Luiz, Arteta wants him. The board have backed him. My only concern about this <laughs> is that Arteta has accepted that these are the best that he can get. 
that would be my worry. So is he thinking, well, the reason I want these and the board have backed me is because this is the best I'm going to get given. I'm not going to get any money in the transfer window. I, I believe that to be true. I do not believe these upper Meccanos and parties are going to be happening. I personally believe we're going to be looking at much younger uh, players from perhaps the French League or the Brazilian League uh, to come in and cover the positions that we need. So it wouldn't surprise me if we went and bought a couple more uh, players like Guendouzi and Martinelli on top of these four that we've seen today. That would be my my kind of realistic opinion of the transfer window in the coming weeks or months, whatever it's going to be. But Pablo Marie, for me, and the Suarez deal, that does not bother me. I'm actually OK with it. Listen, I'm not ecstatic about it. They're not players that I'm going to get absolutely amazingly excited about. But I understand them and they make sense to me. And I think they're positions that we certainly need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're right. And signing some of these players on a longer term deal, I know it has its financial sort of burdens, but it does settle things down because there's been a lot of speculation, hasn't there, about certain players' futures. And if Mikel Arteta can get some of those players that we mentioned earlier on, the Mustafis, perhaps the Socrates, out of the door, then and and identify this is my back four, this is who I'm going to be working with week on week. I've got William Saliba coming in too. I think that will stand us in better stead to to rebuild and move forward. Again, I, I reiterate what you said. These are not signings that have got me off my seat. These are not signings that I'm buzzing about. But I think these are were the only kind of signings that were realistic for the position that we find ourselves in. And we've got to be uh, alert to that. I'm not saying that as Arsenal fans, we should lower our standards. But I'm saying that times you need to just pause, have a look at the landscape, see where you are. And then react to a decision like this rather than just going, oh, I don't want fucking David Lewis. He's fucking shit, blah, blah, blah. And, and going off on one, you know, it, it, that's that's not the reality of the situation. Um, I was going to go through a couple of uh, listener questions that we've had come through um, since last night via the social media platforms. We've actually covered most of them. Um, so I'm not going to I'm not going to repeat sort of the discussion that we've already had. But interestingly, I put a tweet out last night Um with the, uh, the the caption, describe the des- describe sorry the decision to offer David Lewis a contract in one word, and I'm just going to go through some of the responses to give you an idea of the of the general feeling now amongst <laughs> the Arsenal fan base. Uh, Hendon Guna says retarded. Um, Eric Colton puts gulps. Um, Hashtag, uh, what's the, the screen name here? Gunners fan underscore DK says, I can't describe it in one word. It could be good. It could be bad. I personally think it will be great if he gets a more advanced role, like a defensive midfield role. I don't think he's center, he's suitable for centre-back, but his vision and passing skills are still ace. A sub for Partey if he joins. Um, lots of people saying disappointing. Um, Red White Gunas says mind-boggling. Uh, Nick P81 says diabolical. Justin Goddard says bonkers. Um, Graham Sutherland says perplexing or bollocks. Take your pick. Um, Fraser AFC says money laundering. Um, Mike Hertz actually says necessary. Um, so, yeah, look, look uh, the majority of you are, are disappointed in the news. Another one here, uh, wasteful, uh, mad, disaster, desperation, demoralizing. Uh, George Mison says Emery. Um, so there's... <laughs> There's lots of there's lots of different responses from you guys. The majority of people, though, are clearly not enthused by the signing and not necessarily 
um looking forward to it um big hello to everyone who's currently watching us in the live chat as well and of course to those of you who are going to listen to this back later on in podcast format don't forget to leave us a review subscribe like share you know the drill by now and uh, as you can see rolling across the bottom of your screen you can now become a patron of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. A massive thanks to those of you who have signed up already. Um, and you've all received a personal message from me to say thanks. And I really, really do appreciate it. Starting from our coverage of Southampton, you'll be receiving exclusive content. Um, if you are a, uh, a, a patron of the podcast, there's two tiers. You can either become a supporter, which is just a pound a month. Um, and of course, as I said, previously all of that goes back into improving the podcast and you can become a super fan for three pound a month where you get access to the exclusive content but you also get a free gift from us after three months of membership as well as some merchandise which will be coming your way in the coming months uh, my thanks to dan um dan i know you need your beauty sleep and so thanks for getting up early to help us out this morning really appreciate it you're welcome mate thanks for having me on i'll come on anytime harry you know that cheers mate no worries, mate. Uh, great to have you once again. Thank you to all of you guys once again. And we'll be back reacting to the Southampton game uh, after that is concluded. Of course, fingers crossed it's a bit of a better performance and hopefully a more uh, pleasing outcome from an Arsenal perspective. So until then, take care of yourselves. Have a good day.